0: Hello,
1: everybody, welcome to the Football Ramble mailbag. It's Saturday, 16th of December, and I'm Marcus Speller. And I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Vidushin Aham the, uh-huh. the Raja. He is. Everybody and welcome to the mailbag. A little reminder: if you want to get involved in this magnificent thing we call the mailbag, um, you can tweet us on X or you can X us on Twitter yeah. uh, at Football Ramble. Message us on uh, message us on Instagram at FootballRamble and of course you can email us show at FootballRamble.com which is some of you have done the traditionists among us you know. in, indeed mm. and, and that's why some of you are going to be involved in the show yeah you've uh, made the cut they've made the cut indeed uh, and what a cut it is it runs deep and we love it Vish I don't mean, we
2: do we Vish I, I thought cuts are quite nasty aren't no you I know, mean too?
1: like as in like uh, if you're into something and you have a deep cut
3: what I would say is, yeah, one for the heads, you know, crate-digging yeah. yeah but what right. I would say is if you are going to get in touch, hoping to have a question answered on the mailbag or make a point that we talk about on the mailbag, yeah. and you do it, you know, decide to tweet us on X, yeah. um, you might have to wait for us to scroll for all the fucking spam bots Porn bots and uh. all the other crap on there. Before we read your thing, so you're better off probably
2: emailing. Yeah, I'd yeah. say. I'd yeah. say so. We do have one there. from a porn bot in here, actually. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, good.
1: It's it been is. a slow week. So let's let's start with that from um, Hootie McBoob. Um, <laughs> will you come and meet stop me? Stop it! Stop <laughs> it!
3: Because what you think a porn bot is is going to sound mental. So just stop it. Yeah. Hootie, McBoom, <laughs> Hootie McBoob, will you come and meet
1: me? <laughs> You know as well as I do. That's a Simpsons reference, Oh I don't actually. I oh, do you yeah. not know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway. when do you come and meet me. <laughs> yeah. Great. It's all that crap, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and they're never there. No. They're never there. No. Catfish, isn't it? That's what it is. Let's We're supposed start... to be starting off the mailbag with a serious <laughs> question. Let's start this. Start off with this question from Toto. Okay. Don't know if it's skill at you. We hope so. That'd be great. That would be lovely. But this is this was on on X, uh, formerly known as Twitter. What aspect of old school football is most overly romanticised?
2: It's a good question. It's a
1: really good question. Mm, it is. And we it grew is. up in the 90s, which a little bit less than yeah.
3: us. So I think uh, for us, it would be you know, old school football for us would probably be right around the advent of the Premier League, the start of the Premier mm. League, when I remember a bit before the Premier League and obviously yeah. it came the whole thing came into, into proper view for me around the start of the 90s, I would
1: say. It doesn't have to be... What we witnessed, though. Yeah, that's that. I no, it doesn't.
2: I interpreted it as, um, what do people, you know, hark back to? That's that, where elements of nostalgia that come up quite often that, yeah, are actually overplayed. Oh, it, it, you, you, go, you go first, then. I, I think, um, I think tough tackling, I think hard men. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's yeah. a good point. That's what I was gonna say. There's a really interesting, um, because you Vinnie know, Jones has this nonsense thing on, uh, uh, on Disco- TNT, it's on, on Discovery, Discovery Plus, Plus, that's isn't it? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he, fishing he'll, he'll, show. Yeah, he's well, escaped to the country. Yeah, something it? like that. Yeah. But he, uh, there's a there's a clip from an episode where he's fishing with uh, Gaza, yeah. and he says to Gaza that he regrets actually playing up to his reputation, which people who don't know Vinnie mm. Jones was the he, he, he's almost a caricature of a hard man. Really, yes. it was almost like he didn't he wasn't <laughs> concerned with the football itself. He just went around booting people. Yeah. And he regrets that now because he was like, "Oh, I just played up a bit to it." And I think he feels that he wasn't, he wasn't satiated as a footballer in terms of like actually being a you know strip it all away mm-hmm. playing football um, mm-hmm. for a living type thing. And um, he was like, "Yeah, because I, th- I think I was a better player than I, than I was." And Gazza went, you, you, "Where you were?" I actually
1: agree, but I know it yeah. seems a crazy thing to do. But if you if you if you look back at Jones's career. Um, you know, obviously he was in gone in 60 seconds, but um, <laughs> uh, no. But I think I think it was at Leeds where they won the old second division. It was. And he was a decent player. Look, I don't want to start being too revisionist about it and start saying, you know, he was some sort of, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like, you know, great player who should have played for England and obviously played for Wales, but, you know, only played for Wales because he didn't get the call-ups for England, of course. But he definitely was a better player. But it is interesting uh, that you say that because... You know, the, a, a, a clip um, or or a highlights package from a football match back in the nineties, which for some reason is is I often see every now and then is that Manchester United game at Selhurst Park against Wimbledon, not the Cantona <laughs> sending off the three nil, where Cantona scores a volley from quite far out. Dennis Irwin scores a lovely one that, that mm-hmm. game as well. Mm-hmm. And there's a tackle that Vinnie Jones puts in on Cantona, which yeah, is shocking. It. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's almost waist high, it's thigh yeah. high. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Cantona quite brilliantly just just jumps up. Yeah. And sort of puffs his chest out as if to say, oh, wh- what what's that there? about? Yeah. Now, that stuff is funny. And that, I understand that really? being over-romanticised. I think it's the play acting that people don't like nowadays. Whereas you just kind of get up and get on with it. But that tackle from Vinnie Jones, I, I don't want to be too sort of pious about it. I mean, I think he, does he only get a booking or something? He doesn't get sent off. Right? Yeah. yeah. He would get probably five games nowadays. And, and that kind of thing, which is over romanticised, is bollocks because that type of tackle has no place in football. And, and also, it implies. Because he could have ended Cantona's career doing that. It, it
3: also implies that modern players aren't, for whatever reason, tough or yeah. strong yeah. or physically impressive because of that kind of. the way the game's changed, which is nonsense given anyone who's ever spent any kind of time in the same room mm. or in close proximity to a professional athlete of that level. I mean, they're, they're just ridiculously. Athletic yeah. Yeah. and muscular and strong. It's not about that. It's mm. about how the games changed. I think on the Vinny Jones thing specifically, he played like six seasons in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. You know, he's won. He won things. You know, he played for. You know, he played for Chelsea. For you know, I know Chelsea weren't quite a team then, they as they are now.
1: But I mean, even so, he played for good clubs. What he did with Wimbledon and oh, no, that whole team was part remarkable. of it as well, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, they stayed in the Premier League for a, for a fair amount of time. So, look, I think it's a really good answer. Actually, I, th- I think there's an there's a, definitely an element. Of every generation thinks the generation that comes along after them is in some way softer than them. Yeah. Definitely. And that's definitely. been proven to be seen, You know, that I mean, there's a great guy on Twitter. It's not actually a football point, but it's, he, I can't remember his name. It's the quote I,
1: from like the 1800s, isn't it? Yeah, I'll dig it out. He, yeah. he
3: basically finds, he basically every so often does a thread and says, here's a history of quote unquote people don't want to work these days. Yeah. And he goes yeah. all the way back to like the, the times in like 1790. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's something that's always happened. So I think that type of stuff when you talk about romanticizing big tackles and hard men so to speak it is very much like an older generation thing to to do that
1: we have to be careful though because you know we do sometimes Talk fondly of, say, like the way Julian Dix operated, or, you know, I think maybe we may even mention, like, someone like Terry Hurlock. So there is, I think it's more of a kind of curiosity, like laughing about it, if you see what I mean. We're not going, oh, I really wish that, you know, my team had a proper hatchet man where he would do people. And, you know, when, you know, it, it, I don't know, Manchester City come to town, I wish someone could stick one on Haaland and put him out of the game. Yeah. You, you don't want that. There is, again, a funniness to, to stuff that happened before. Doesn't mean to say you're romanticising it. People
3: romanticise. Maybe Roy Keane in that way. Yeah, true. But, I'm, but and he's a lot more modern.
2: But, but you, and I suppose the specific, you know, to to really go specific with what you're saying there, um, the Benjamin Massing, Claudio Caniggia tackle. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like again, it, it, it's funny because of the absurdity of it. Yeah, is what you're laughing at. Um, you, but you're not saying, you know, that that's kind of good. Uh, yes, there is something about a side being strong and firm and and no nonsense and and you know getting a bit physical within the laws of the game but if you are this idea of the hard man like is doing someone is physically going out to hurt them and maybe even injure them that's that's the stuff that's over romanticized and that is bollocks because the game is better than ever because yeah. of technology and not technology um uh, advancements yeah, in, well yeah, yeah. technology but in, if you know what i mean by that being health and, and, yeah, the, and the way yeah. we are and obviously the, the wages are there you know the, the more focus on the game blah 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 etc blah, etc um, why on earth would you want to spoil the beautiful game? Like, I know it sounds a bit silly, you know. Look, at, why on earth would you think, oh, it was brilliant, you know, we put Lionel Messi out for a, for a couple of months? It's like, nobody wants that. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. a yeah. The, the treatment
3: it's, that Diego Maradona got, for example. Well,
1: and and it's, again, that Maradona managed to rise above that. Yeah. You know, but. but well, well, you think of, you know. Well, I to it, I mean, he got involved in some of it. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, <laughs> but, you know, you, you again, think. one of, doesn't want to be too pious about no, but No, but you, but, you,
3: but you have to understand that. To be successful in that, and we're going across different eras here. I mean, ultimately, you know, Maradona and, and Vinnie Jones and one or two others probably same era, really. Mm. You know, Maradona's perhaps, perhaps a little bit older, and you could take it all the way back to a, to a George Best and a Pele who who also got booted out yeah. of World Cups, for example. You know, the point is, I think that you had to be hard then. Yeah, you had to be tough then because you know, look at Graham Souness, yeah. brilliant player, yeah, yeah, won yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. It was amazing film the Velvet Club. Yeah, exactly. But he was also. Kind of tough because really you can't you couldn't play yeah. in the centre midfield then.
1: But that's what you had to do. And people often transport those players into the modern era and go, well, the peles wouldn't be able to deal with them now. Well, hang on a minute. Well, let's do it the other way mm. because I'm pretty sure that players now would run rings because you know it, it, after 80 85 minutes where everyone's going, oh, the fitness levels aren't as mm. much. The players nowadays, you transport them back in time, which is a pointless conversation to have. The levels of fitness, the levels yeah. of athleticism, the speed, the pace. They. they Murder them, you know. You think of like, <laughs> figuratively speaking. you, you, you think
2: of. Uh, would you go back in time and murder an old midfield <laughs> 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 the, Fuck it up and get
1: beaten up. Uh, <laughs> uh, it would save Gazza's balls.
3: Yes, it would. I, I think. I think. I think it's a really good answer. I think. I think that's a yeah. really.
1: It's
3: a. It's a really kind mm. of mm. stark difference between the football that we've seen now and the yeah. football then, and and so that's a good answer. My answer was like was um essentially, I interpret it in a slightly different way. And I think that what I see a lot of now from mostly kind of younger people, I'm not criticizing younger people generally. You
1: know, but they are a bit soft.
3: <laughs> yeah, but yeah. They, could they do half an hour in midfield with me and my <laughs> comp? Uh, no, is, is, is I think that the way, so the way that people had to support football back in those days was actually quite awful. And mm. I think the I think there's still a lot of work to do and I don't think it's, the conversation is over. And in many ways, it's not really for me to judge because we're talking, we'll are talking be talking about things like racism and homophobia and sexism and stuff and that's not really something that affects me. But I do think we should celebrate the fact that football is a lot more welcoming now mm-hmm. for a lot of people in a way that it definitely wasn't mm-hmm. when I first started going to football looking back on it. And I think the romanticization of people who are this hashtag against modern football type people a lot of those people have no experience of what it was like, mm-hmm. and wouldn't have fitted in in any way at all had they been. Yeah, I see what you mean. Transported back there, I think football back then, looking back on it, was quite going to games could be quite bad. Oh, it b- was bordering on like the sinister. If
1: you're talking seventies and eighties,
3: well, I'm not talking seventies because I wasn't born until 1980. But I'm talking about when I went as a young. Person, oh,
1: okay. You're talking and, about your own experience then.
3: Yeah, right. I think it was undiverse. It was intimidating for a young kid um it was quite gatekeepery as well it was kind of a bit like where'd you come from how long have you been watching the them? gatekeeper thing where'd is you definitely... stand etc, etc yeah. and a lot of that stuff is glossed over chiefly because i don't think it comes across in the ways that people in modern times have to see that stuff mm-hmm. they'll see of course they'll see newsreel footage and a documentary of like all this hooliganism but they won't see the day-to-day of what it was like they'll just see stuff on the pitch right and that's understandable I'm old enough to remember what football used to be like and now despite there still being work to do and there's obviously it's got its problems and you know some of them are related to things like people being priced out of the game and and working class people not being able to do things and and, you know still instances of racism and sexism and homophobia it's much better than it was Mm. there's still somewhere to go but it it
1: was it was noticeably much worse back in the day I mean to add to the point I mean (laughs) I don't want to say particular clubs because um, that might be a bit unfair but you know, you'd get like National Front trying to recruit. Yeah, of course, football yeah. Stadiums, yeah really. you would. I don't know how common that was, but it definitely happened, is the point. You can't really fathom that now. No. Um, again, there is a lot of work to do, as you say, but some people can sometimes forget just how extreme it was. But that's not back in the day. But the
3: question's about romanticization. And my my direct point is that people romanticized football back in the day before unquote the Premier League came in and ruined everything, when actually it's a far more complicated story than that.
0: Some places take you away, some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key something for everyone you'll find museums and wildlife refuges wide open beaches miles of warm clear water and the historic seven mile bridge for more about marathon and the latest safety protocols visit flakeys.com slash marathon Spin your passion into a business of shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout let's hear that one more time
3: This is from Ryan on our Discord, um, and you should, you you will be prioritised with questions if you're one of our Patreon members. Um, it's only five dollars a month. Um, you can join the Discord community, full of other Ramble listeners, and you get extended versions of every Wednesday Ramble and ad-free episodes of every episode mm-hmm. of the Ramble on the constant and up front Patreon.com/slash Football Ramble or hit the link in the this episode's notes. Ryan, our friend Ryan on the Discord, has asked this question. He said, is there a player that you wish you had seen in the flesh or wished signed for your club? Mm. Um I answered this with the wished sign for your club bit. You guys can interpret it as you wish. Um Marcus.
1: Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, well, why not? Yeah, why not? So I so one has to be I think one has to be a bit realistic. With this That's how I'm interpreting it as well. I've gone
3: realistic, yeah. So I'm not okay. saying I've I'm gone saying, sliding doors could have happened. No,
1: but Vish, it's, it's 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 a bit different, it's a blank canvas for you, really. Yeah, because yeah, you can point. you can pick any player in history, yeah. Because they, you know, whereas whereas Fulham, if I'm going, oh, you know, yeah. uh, original Ronaldo maybe, <laughs> or Fulham, it's just not, it's not happening, but <laughs> you, know, you just end up talking about who are the best players in the world, Indeed. yeah. However, I can wade in with a big hitter who was once close to signing for Fulham. Now, I have to. To confess, this was uh, a few years before I'd moved to London and, and really started to go uh, and watch Fulham. But it, there were conversations. He didn't end up signing a 35-year-old Gabriel Batistuta. to wow. Signed for Fulham. Wow! So I think that's fair to bring that to the table. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Even though, of course, he was he was 35. But my
4: goodness, <laughs> my <laughs> you won't bloody be talking goodness. about Mitch every week. If <laughs> that, that's a, a, hey, come
2: on, <laughs> that's a great answer because um, one of my um, childhood friends, who is a Chelsea fan. Uh. Um still to this day, given you know all the incredible players that they've had, still to this day, like s- loves the f- they weren't necessarily successes, but loves the fact that he's he's seen George Ware and Andre Shawchenko. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In Chelsea shirts.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I think that's fair. Yeah. And
3: the, and the and the Chelsea thing around strikers is really interesting because if you look at all the success they've had from 04, 05, whenever it was when mm-hmm. Abramovich came in, like if you look at um their reputation and their record with strikers. Yeah. It's actually quite an interesting one because their top scorers are Frank Lampard, who's a midfield player, mm. of course. Before that was Bobby Tambling, who had the record for however long. Yeah. You have to go the next one's Kerry Dixon. Yeah. Obviously he scored a lot of goals, but way back in the day, the only player really that's troubled the top scorers in the Abramovich era is the uh, drug,
2: yeah. and he's only just got. A, he's got like something like 106 Premier League goals. Yeah, he's got 164 in total for Chelsea. Yeah, right. Yeah.
3: Fewer than you think. Yeah, and, then, and, and other than that, it's Aiden Hazard again, not a striker. So there's not. Had, they, it's not. Well, they're not, not had that, a, they've that long. They've I think not think had that's an it. Aguero or a, a Rooney, or so mm. they could really hang their hat on. This is a guy who, in the modern era, scored hatfuls and hatfuls but of goals. I think for I us.
1: in the modern era, though, they, they they would spread the goals. I mean, Jeff Francozola is one of their best players in the, in the modern era, but he wasn't an out-and-out striker. Back in yeah, like but I'm talking, about, I'm
3: talking about scorers specifically, goal scorers. Fair
1: yeah. But, it, it, you know, so so actually, I mean, it is a two-part of this question. Who who would you wish you'd seen in the flesh or wish we'd club? Well, if, I, if I'd answer both, it would be Stutter at Fulham. Yeah. Batistuta in the Premier League. Again, it doesn't matter if he, you know, turned up, it didn't really do too much or whatever. It's just the fact that Bob oh, Batting goal's there because what a player he was. Amazing. What a player he was. Yeah. Um, but the one I wish I'd seen in the flesh was the aforementioned Brazilian Ronaldo. Yeah, same. Mm. I, I just, I know it's a boring answer. It's not. Um, there's but
3: nothing boring about the
1: original Ronaldo. Well, yeah, I mean, you could pick either of them. I never saw Bad in the flesh either. Yeah, uh, sadly. No,
3: okay. I don't think I did either. Um, Vish, what about you?
2: I've gone. I've gone for seeing in the flesh mm-hmm. because okay. you know, as a Manchester United fan, been blessed to see. Vish, is it? Been, is, it, know me? Know it is. is it me? <laughs> yeah, I've never seen you play. Actually, for a thirty-year-old Luke Moore. For the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When we had speaking the... of old-fashioned heart, Men. <laughs> Well, we had that five aside do uh, that was hosted by ACAST. Um, there were obviously a few people there who were who listened to the ramble. Both of them came up to me, one of them was on my team, but both of them came up to me and said, How do you think Speller would have done here? And I was yeah. like, oh, no, I've, I've, <laughs> and, I, I, and I went, Oh, I've never, I've never seen him play, but he's supposed to be good at... So I'm like, your answer? Oh, you haven't, you haven't seen him play? Yeah, like, there you
1: no, go. No, no. You could choose yeah. yeah. Spur. Yeah. Electro well, in his pomp, which I, was from time ago. A, a sleep-deprived middle-aged man now, you see. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Well, um, my answer... Um, and I wonder if you two have actually seen him live, actually. Uh, yeah, I reckon you probably have, um, but I, I didn't. Ronaldinho.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah so, I, so I have a collector's item in terms of what I've witnessed of football. Um, and a Ronaldinho assist for a Lionel Messi goal. Huh. At the New Camp, yeah. So I, so I, so I did see him. He was on his way out then, uh, but th- just that pass—you know—you just want to see a moment.
3: Yeah, yeah. You
1: see him is great, but you just want to see a moment. And, I, don't uh, think see, I don't
3: think I'll see him. Yeah,
1: and that was that was glorious. Um, and, it, and but there is something about just simply seeing him uh, or someone like that in the flesh. I mean, it's a slightly different answer, but I went to watch Milan Juventus once about thirteen. That's just 12. a
2: great game to have on your CD, yeah. isn't Yeah, it? yeah. It's yeah. a beauty,
1: but. Um, uh Alessandro Nesta was injured in the warm-up and oh, didn't absolutely. play. Now again, he was it was towards the end of his career and all that kind of stuff. But it was like, ah, oh, just yeah. to see that hair. I
3: wish I'd made more of a forensic note of the games I've been to, to be honest, because I've been to millions, but I can never remember what I've seen and what I have and yeah. My brain doesn't work in that way.
2: I went to the opening, of, I was in New York at the time, I went to the opening of New York Red Bulls Stadium, oh, yeah. which was in Jersey. So New Jersey, I've been yeah. there, yeah, I've been there. Um, for the opening, New Jersey, game.
1: it's not in Jersey. Yeah. That would be an odd place to have no, it, wouldn't it? It's
3: in Jersey City, which people call Jersey. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, there's, there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crown protectorate I'm just uh, playing
2: my part so it was the opening of <laughs> <Even> the <laughs> British end <up. laughs> it was the opening of their new stadium and they were playing Santos oh. and a uh, 17 year old Neymar yeah oh cool yeah, yeah, do yeah. you remember Ganso yeah. yeah of course Yeah, Ganto, uh, so I yeah, yeah. would see
1: Ganso play
2: I'm and Edudra sure. said saying, uh, saying about, by the way. My goodness, yeah, Ganzu
1: yeah. played for uh, Amiens when I went to Northern France once with Brass. On he it. was a
2: great. He was a great
3: hope for a long old time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah very, very, People were very excited about him. Speaking of which, my answer is a um, yes. player I wish my club Portsmouth had signed is um, Andres D'Alessandro. He was on oh, loan. Right. He was on loan at Portsmouth I like for a that while. Answer. Yeah, he, he, he was he came to Portsmouth on loan from Wolfsburg for I think one half of a season in '06. Mm-hmm. Scored an amazing guy of Charlton, which people will know. Um, like a, almost like a prototype modern player, really. Like, he played off the right for Pompey and had an amazing uh, left foot. He used to cut in. Um, but for some reason, and it's kind of... Because for all of Redknapp's faults, which there were many, and Redknapp was the manager at the time, he'd just come back to the club. Like, he was still pretty, he's pretty good at get, getting a deal done. That was the thing he was good at. I think and, it's and, fair to say. And everyone, everyone was like really prepared for, for D'Alessandro to sign permanently which is a, a very key t- key time for Portsmouth because they'd almost been relegated obviously they were going to win the FA Cup a couple of years later um and it's it's really he he went on to he had like a, he was like an amazingly creative player and he, he was one of those players of of many many of them before Messi came along and said oh he's a new Maradona type player yeah, like a yeah, 10 player. yeah, yeah. And yeah. he never quite lived up to it but he did go on to have an amazing career he won the Libertadores with an international now he did he yes. fr- found a home there that's right yeah. um having been twenty
1: five international caps for Argentina yeah yeah
3: bit of a journeyman before that though but it, what's really interesting about it is I remember being really excited about him he's a kind of player that get you off your off off your seat you know I mean, if those of you haven't seen him play he's really technically good really fucking quick. Just a really creative, purely creative player who I think would have had a really interesting time in the Premier League at that time, but it never happened. Anyway, if you watch Harry Redknapp talk about him in retrospect in all these millions of interviews he does, he kind of talks about DeLessandro like with almost like a cultish reverence. Like he's like, he's he's, he's one of the best players I've ever seen. Mm. But I know Redknapp does a lot of talking, but you can kind of tell when you're listening to him speak and watching him talk about him, it's almost a bit like he's really actually quite upset. That he didn't get to work with him. Yeah. And he, he, he told the story that he brought him in about the day before they're about to play Bolton and um, he took him in for training. And he said, Oh, you know, this is, you know, this is who it is. And he's, he's going to play tomorrow night, kind of thing. And a lot of the players are saying, Against Sam is Bolton away from home, you cannot pick him. He's, he's five foot nothing. He's got yeah, no yeah. fucking muscle on him. He's going to be, it will just be eating alive. And apparently, I, I don't actually remember the game, but really, I'm saying he was fucking unbelievable. And like people just couldn't deal with him. And it's a really poignant one for me because you had a snippet of it. It yeah, wasn't, it wasn't yeah. just a bit like, oh, he might be links, like a Batastuta type thing. Totally, yeah. He played like probably, I don't know, like 13 games or something. And it was really exciting. And then we had it snatched away again. So was, that was probably, that's probably the one for me. I would say I'd love it. I'd love it if yeah. we had had him for a bit longer. But I think that's
1: a nice insight into sporting a club, which has... Been in the Premier League, but is not traditionally you could say yeah, not the,
3: a, not a big club. Really not a yeah. big
1: club, and you have a little sniff of a player who some people are oh, might have not heard of him or who is he, but actually did some decent things. You could He would have been an
3: absolute hero. Yeah, it, 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 basically, since Robert Prosinecki played
1: for Pompey, <laughs> that's right. There was that,
3: that period of time where everyone just wanted someone like that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think he's the most. And that, we've had some good players, but he's probably the most. Like that since and, then.
1: But that guy, without harking back too much to the, to the to the opening question, is that's the type of player that everyone genuinely romanticises. Oh, yeah. The hard man, yeah, fine. But those are the players where you kind of go, oh, man, to watch him and so on. And that's why those players in the modern game are more protected with the laws and, and the changing of the laws and so on. Which I don't
3: really know if you well. really get pure players like that now.
1: Yeah, maybe not. Because I think it's
3: the demands
1: on the demands on
3: fitness and strength and stuff are very, very high now.
1: Yeah, when you get a player like, um, who was it played for Deportivo? um... Jaminio? Uh, no but lovely to hear oh, Valorant? Valorant Valorant yeah, like yeah, players like that who are yeah. just just lovely players yeah um, who could just stroke oh, the ball possibly around.
2: Raquel May maybe as well uh, maybe Raquel May I mean, yeah. Yeah. so, so there, there was a there was a really interesting uh, conversation happening on X there's um, <laughs> some great stuff on there I it's mean, always it's interesting, interesting. Yeah. it's not surprising yeah, always, to hear yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. it speaks for yourself is not it um, yeah. but they you know as I suppose like a lot of people do when they when they talk about players that they weren't around for they like overemphasise how good they were and there was a conversation happening about Guti, about like, oh, oh yeah. what an you know, incredible playmaker, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, you know, because we were around when Guti was playing and there was no sense at all that Real Madrid were missing out on anything because he was lazy. Yep, yeah. um, Didn't really fit any system, really. Was a mm-hmm. bit of a luxury player. And every now and again, they'd bring him on for a cameo here and there. But obviously his highlight reel is, you know, it's the back heel to Benzema. It's all these little little touches. I saw that.
3: I remember seeing that on TV as it happened. And I could not believe what I was watching.
2: Yeah. Um, And and I suppose the the player for us, I think, that was like that. Because I was thinking, did we ever do that in our our generation, as it were? Even de la Peña. Yeah. Um, You know, it it wasn't like... Everyone was... I think you just... If you you rated him, you were cool. Mm -hmm. Raquel May is another one. Mm -hmm. I know Raquel May is an exceptional player, but... There were those kind of players that. Um, Would you put Isco in there? Do you know who I'd put in there? Matt Letizia. Oh,
3: there we go. <sighs> Fuck you
2: yeah, now. Mm, yeah. Um, Greg Chuka. Yeah, move us on, fish. Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> I've had about up to some fucking eyes with Marcus. So that sounded weekend. like Greg Chuka was uh, a footballer I'd like to watch. But maybe, yeah. maybe he is. I don't know. Um, but he's emailed us. And he says, hello from Canada. Hello from the UK. <laughs> I came <laughs> hello back. It's like Eurovision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he's linked us a story about a romanian style Stawar Nicolai Belescu, who, while in the fourth tier in 2006, suffered lots of crowd violence and pitch invasions, even though the crowds rarely exceeded 100. <laughs> They're so, really motivated. Yeah. So the, the owner dug a moat mm. and filled it with crocodiles. <laughs> <It's>
1: <laughs> I think many, many years ago we spoke about this on the Ramble, but I had a... a very well, back vague. in the wild boars days, oh, I tell you, where, what, that,
3: where, the, where a match was abandoned because a lot of wild boars invaded the pitch. <laughs> I mean, that was that was
1: that was when podcasts were the Wild West. It was, and we were gun-toting.
3: Yeah, what
1: uh, losers? Legends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, the quotes around this: the the, the owner, I set my men to dig the moat and filled it with water. Now you will only see ducks swimming there, but in the spring, everyone will get a real shock. I had an idea, which maybe is crazy, but I think it will help us. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Yeah, because
3: then he goes, "Oh, I was just walking around my local area and I saw a crocodile in a pet shop."
1: Bing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've <laughs> got fifty of them. Well, I love it though. And he says, "I found out there were only four hundred and seventy euros." I went straight in there and, and uh, I to the local businesses to support to sponsor them, crocs with like uh, you know tags on their back and all that. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, um, but yeah, he says, as soon as it's warm enough, I'll introduce them to the ditches. So he's a little bit, you know. But the thing is, here is the thing. I can't have him in the winter.
3: A man who has this type of idea yeah. is almost certainly not going to be able to do this safely.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's,
3: he's based... The way he's talking about it... Oh. I just dig a load of ditches. Got a men to do it. Yeah, Filled it with water. Um, I'm going to introduce the crocodiles to the ditches. He doesn't sound like he knows what he's doing. And that's well, what well, concerns do, me. Do you
2: want to test the pH? Nah, I should be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it though that... like, What it, do they eat? Football fans.
1: <laughs> well, he said, he said uh, I don't think we'll have any trouble with uh, pitch invasions now. But what I love is though, is that the football fans will think they'll realise, hang on a minute, they're not there in the winter. It'll just be seasonal pitch invasions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be well, frozen, I, wouldn't it? That's backfired. Ah, oh, so what, we're going to have to... A uh, 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 polar bears. we polar bears in the winter. <laughs> Where does this end? Father yeah. oh, they but, can get out of the ditches. It par- all goes off. Apparently, be, and it'd be like Pablo Escobar's garden. Do you know <laughs> <what> I, <mean?
3: laughs> I don't think he would have called it a garden.
1: True. Um,
0: <laughs> I,
3: I, um, I think one of the things that's also interesting about this um, story is this football club is... Um, They've famously got. I mean, this is two thousand six, so the guy's almost certainly dead now. Sadly, um, if he, if not, he'd be a hundred years old, and good luck to him. How did he, die? How did he die? In, in two thousand six, an eighty <laughs> three year old priest Ioan Teodorescu, uh, is also the the village's vet, and uh, he, he he is famous because the local church in the, this this village. Would always have very short Sunday services whenever the team were at home because mm. he want to nip off and go to the game, right? <laughs> and he, he claims he's only ever missed one game since he started supporting them, yeah. and that was because he, he quote unquote had no choice but to leave at half time to administer to an ailing pig. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like super fan uh, priest and vet. Uh, love it. He could sort the crocodiles out no problem. I think he could. It's that kind of story you love on the mailbag. Oh, thanks for done. thanks for bringing it to our to our um to our attention. Uh, nice one, Greg. Greg. Mm. Big Greg. Yeah. Don't, he, he, don't hear enough from Greg. These days.
1: Canadian Greg. Robert uh, Rosetsky yeah, yeah. exactly yeah Uh, he was British yeah why why are you doing this (laughs) because you hate tennis and I love having a dig but but you're
3: the only person I reckon in the whole of UK broadcasting this week and this is not the first time you've done it let's be honest to mention Greg (laughs) Rosetsky why do you keep mentioning him (laughs) Lennox Lewis he did Canada and Britain mention him he's fucking unified heavyweight champion of the world
1: you know just put me off (laughs) <laughs> um, Celine Dion, Canadian. I, I heard the name. No, let's not just do Canadian people, no. <laughs> It's gotta be no, British Canadians. They have to be specific Gregs from, from Canada. Yeah. So Don't know. Google it. It's not gonna give you the result. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's American. Who? Greg Proops. <laughs> <laughs> yes again!
3: Like an astonishingly tragic reference. Like you not, not it's not serving anyone. Greg Proops.
1: He was good on whose line is it anyway. Why are you doing this? He was, wasn't he, Fish? Back me up there. Right. Uh let's finish with from this. Phoenix. <laughs> Nowhere near camera. Yeah, just a few of them like Ryan Styles, I think he was. Why Canadian. are you making me Google Canadian Greggs? It was it was Good vegan sausage rolls, actually. They are. maybe a bit of poutine.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um let's finish with this question from Rusty Gray on Twitter. If Fish had to swap an England cricketer and an English footballer, who's he going for and in what positions?
2: Um you know what, if we fit it to like the England team now, the yeah. England football
1: team now, yeah.
2: you know it's probably what, in central defence, tell say a bit of an issue? Yeah, yeah. who are, you, are you Butler? Stuart Broad, I reckon. Stuart Broad. No, he's retired. He's really he's retired, retired. He doesn't count?
1: No, he doesn't count, he's retired. Shitting hell. Yeah. Um, we have Ian Botham Both if you want. And
3: also, Mark is good mates with Stuart Broad. So that's yeah. <laughs> 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 I've got it on good
1: authority that he retired. <laughs> yeah, because he said it on Sky Sports that yeah. time. Um, yeah. so, let me, can I wade in? I think Harry Kane would be an excellent batsman.
2: Oh, so it's flat. oh So he's I. Yeah, Could do either. Well, you know, there's that Spurs thing of them uh, when they were playing cricket yeah. in their training area because um, Joe Hart is a very, very good cricketer. Is it Gary? Is it ah. Gary Neville as well? Phil Neville was the um, was the youngest player to ever play for Lancashire's second team until Flintoff. Came around, and there was huh. talk that he was as good as. So, so um, uh, I remember, Israel I remember Neville.
3: Gary Neville sharing a newspaper clipping on his
2: Twitter years ago
3: with Matthew Hayden. Yeah, where he's opening the bat with Matthew Hayden. He was yeah. an overseas player at the time. He's one of the
2: greatest batsmen ever, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, Australian yeah. guy. Yeah, quality. yeah. yeah. Um, no, Kane's a good one.
1: I kind of think what you would do. No, I think Joe Hart's fit. So, so who are you who are you give in England then from the cricketing world?
2: From the cricketing world, I might kind of go back on what I said at the start mm. and. Just give them a hard man in midfield. Yeah. Surely Ben, ben Stokes. Stokes yeah. It has to
1: be, doesn't it? The fire starter. Yeah.
2: Won a couple of like. World Cups. Exactly. There we are. There you you go. Go. He's no, got no. pedigree. He knows the tournament. He knows that's, how, that's, how knows to win. What to do.
1: Knows how to win. You you you
2: put that back, Ben. Back. You can't use that yet. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Mailbag. We'll be back with another one of these next week. Do get in touch. The show it, it needs you and it wants you everybody Uh, so do tweet us on x at Football Ramble message us on Instagram at Football Ramble and of course our favourite avenue for you to use for this is show at FootballRamble.com on the old emails do join us on Monday of course don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app lovely old job continue enjoying your weekends thank you Luke Moore thank you very much thank you for doing the hand for Raja come on Tim yes